Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Dead.com morning show. Hey, everybody. It's me. I'm back. That's a Dar Kamasar. After the fire, which I don't know who, if they wrote that first or Falco wrote that, but I heard the Falco version today uh, while I was driving around uh, on First Wave on Sirius, and it's been stuck in my head ever since. And then I was watching this uh, YouTube channel, and they were talking about Atomic Blonde, and that song is on the soundtrack, so it just got me thinking about it. And they put it back in my head. Damn it. <laughs> just too many things in my head. I made a mistake earlier. Uh, they started putting shorts on, on, on Facebook, and so every now and then, you know, I'll get fun shorts, like uh, wrestling stuff or, you know, funny things, you know, whatever. But there was, a, there was one about a snowstorm in Michigan. So, like an idiot, I watched it, and it was a bunch of trucks stuck on this uh, major highway in Michigan called I-94, which is it's the junction between Detroit to headed towards Chicago. It's one of the most dangerous roads in the history of mankind. It, people drive crazy. I've almost gotten three or four accidents on that road alone. Um, and I also, also drove over it once when it was a solid sheet of ice. The biggest mistake ever, but, uh, you know, I got through it. Um, but I watched this, and it was like a bunch of trucks in an accident, and then people kept crashing into them. And, oh, my God. Like, that's horrifying enough. And I'm like, why am I still watching this? I can't turn away. Why am I doing this? And then the guy who's filming it decides to run up and help people, and then I hear this kid crying for his dad. And it just it messed me up, man. Why did I watch that? As soon as I turned it off, I'm like, why did I watch that? Why did I watch that? It started triggering memories of my own accident that I went through a few months ago. And how uh, the thing that makes me sad about that wreck now is uh, how my kids reacted. Because I just picked up my kids. We were headed toward home, having going to have a great weekend. And then, bam, that happens. And it freaked them out. And, you know, and I, I'll never forget the sound that they made you know, in the few minutes after the impact. And it's just, oh, my God. It, it, it's triggering, as they say. But, hey, I'm okay. I talked myself down. Maybe... Maybe that kid was okay. I didn't des- decide to look it up. I just, you know, dude, why does that stuff happen? I, I can't handle any um, stories about kids or animals getting hurt or being in pain or, or whatever. I, I, it's, I don't know. That's something I got I to gotta wrestle down. Why? Like if I'm in a store and I hear a kid crying, I automatically get sad. And I'm not sure why. It's, I'm not sure why. And when I see bad parenting, it makes me, ugh. It drives me crazy. Anyway. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Um, I don't know why I went down that rabbit hole. I just was sharing what's going on in my life. So let's start with a health update, okay? Since, obviously, I just brought my anxiety up. <laughs> um, okay, so I went to the doctor this past week. And 
he's happy my my a1c went down from a 10 something to an 8.1 but he's like there's more work to be done got to keep it up you got to got to eat better you got to exercise and so i'm i've been doing that i've been walking again and i've been uh eating way better I, i'm following the, the thing of eating carbs in the morning cutting it out having no carbs with anything else i'm eating a lot of meat and veggies meat and veggies and then fruits for snacks I've, I've been really good the last five or six days so hopefully that uh go leads into some actual weight loss and that, which would really bring the a1c down he also descri- prescribed to me uh some new weight loss drug not ozempic because everybody's crazy about ozempic right now apparently insurance does not cover it so uh i was like i i can't afford heavy medication right now he's like okay well we're gonna give you this other one it's called whatever it is and he's like i got a free month supply right here take it and there was like all these instructions to take it and all this and i took it the first day and i felt really sick really ill to my to my stomach and i was starting to look up uh side effects and there was all these side effects uh, stuff that it would mess with your kidneys it, it might kill your liver it might do all these various things. I'm like, you know what? Forget this. I ain't doing this. I'll, I'll just lose weight. <laughs> I'll do what I should have been doing this whole time. Um, so uh, I quit taking that. But also the other reason why I quit taking it is because I, I had to switch my medications. I know this is sexy information, but, you know, people that listen to this want to know about my life. So uh, I'm sharing. I had to switch all my medications to a CVS instead of the Walgreens that I usually go to. Um, because I, I, through my insurance, through my day job, I have, um, a CVS card. So I should have been going there the whole time. And after the refills kind of ran out, they're like, we want you to go to CVS. So get going. So I just switched all over and they, they filled my new, my old medications and this new one, the one that got prescribed to me, right? Insurance ain't covering it. They wanted $925 for that bottle of pills for a one-month supply. I was like, nah, you know what? You can keep that. I'm not going to take that. <laughs> That's almost more than my rent. Forget that. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm just sticking with what I got. And so far, I'm doing pretty good. I just got to stay on the straight and narrow. I got to keep uh, working out. I've been thinking about joining the gym, but I know myself, I know I won't go. So I, I've been forcing myself to put on extra pants and just go outside and walk. Because I was doing walking in the beginning of this whole thing, but I stopped. So I, gotta, I just got to get back on it. So I walked yesterday. I didn't walk today, but I did a lot of errands around around town, getting groceries and whatnot. So that counts as my exercise, I guess. Uh, but I'm, I'm just doing, I'm doing better. So I'm definitely eating better. And my body's like, why are you doing this? What's going on? <laughs> and you know what's going on. I'm giving you what you want. <laughs> you crazy asshole. You gave me diabetes. No, I gave myself diabetes, but that's okay. I'm just saying. I'm saying. Oh, man. It's weird. Watching that video with the winter weather freaks me out. Oh, my gosh. I can't. I, I got to get it out of my head. I got to get it out of my head, but. Here in Michigan, some winters can be absolutely brutal. I don't, uh, I don't travel anywhere in the winter. So if anywhere from almost maybe even November all the way to March, if there's some concert or something out of town, I ain't going. Uh, if there's con- some convention or something, I ain't going. Uh, the one time my dad had a heart attack, um, 
when was this? I want to say eight or nine years ago. And I had to drive in the middle of winter on a solid sheet of ice from Michigan all the way down to southern Illinois in a nine-hour drive. And it took me about 13 hours because I was going extra slow, right? And at one point, on a major junction road between Indianapolis to what's called Terre Haute, Indiana, it's about an hour drive. Uh, it's on I-70. There's no place to stop. No major cities in between those two places, right? There's a couple junctions with maybe a gas station, but no major cities. So if something happens on that road, uh, I'm fucked, right? I like to drive on an area where there's there's plenty of places to stop. If something happens, I got a place where I can get a hotel and you know whatever else, until or a mechanic to fix my car or whatever's gonna happen, you know. It gives me horrible anxiety to go through this kind of crap. Um, but I remember when I w- had to go down to visit my dad in the hospital. He's okay now. Um, <clears throat> I was driving on that road on the way back to Michigan, and it was I couldn't see two feet in front of me. The only thing that I could see was the re- the red lights of the re- uh, the rear lights of the car in front of me, and I just followed that and hoped he was no way knew he were, where he was going. Luckily, I got to Indianapolis. The weather kind of cleared up. But, yeah, it was it was the scariest two hours of my life. What should have been an hour drive took two hours because we were going, like, 20. Oh, my gosh. It was the worst. It was the absolute worst. And I can't remember why I had to come back to Michigan. Probably uh, something with work or the kids or something. But, yeah, like I couldn't cancel <laughs> not coming. <sighs> Winter weather. Fuck it. I hate it. <clears throat> if I could live in, in any other state, I don't know if I'd move out of Michigan. If things, My family's here. My friends are here. My whole life's here. I don't know where else I'd live, to be honest with you. I mean, every every area you move in, in the United States has some weird thing going on. And believe me, if I didn't have anything tying me to the state, if uh, next year's election don't work out so well, I wish I could move out of country. But I wish I could move out of country now, because then maybe that pill wouldn't be $900, it'd be, you know, <laughs> free. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, a couple topics to talk about, mostly related to comics and nerddom, so I hope you guys are interested in that. There's been a whole thing, I talked about it a, a couple, the last couple podcasts about um, what's going on in the comic industry. People, There's a certain group that's being loud about uh woke comics and whatnot and then there's people that's been fighting uh noted writers like mark millar has been coming out and kind of supporting the idea and they're taking his catchphrases and saying oh he's with us you know with you know that and then writer mark wade came out saying you know i'd rather burn down the comic industry than align myself with these people that are over there doing the crap they're doing and then it's just you know there's constant stuff back and forth of course i have no skin in that game I, you know, that's big time. I don't, I'm, I'm indie guy doing my own thing. But it got me thinking about my own uh, approach to why I don't read a lot of comics. And I've talked about some things on the podcast, like sometimes the art in the book doesn't match the cover, and I don't collect comics for covers. I don't collect variant covers. Uh, even if I know the people doing it, I don't, I don't do it because, you know, fuck that. <clears throat> but what's... I read a, an article by Heidi McDonald off The Beat, and she brought up some stuff that made me go, yeah, that's another reason why I don't collect or why I don't read as much. That's that's a great reason. 
And uh, I said before, there's too many of the same character in so many books. Like if you want to read Spider-Man, there's like five or six different Spider-Man books a month. Uh, even Spawn now is uh, expanded to four or five. I still only read Spawn. Why? I'll explain it right now. A lot of comics come out in mini-series, right? So you got to get all the mini-series. There's no regular one to one million comics now, and they've rebooted so many times, you don't even know what you got. There's odd numberings, because uh, there's some comics that have rebooted, and then, like, they realize, hey, this is coming up on, like, the 500th issue or the 1,000th issue of whatever. And they're like, okay, well, let's renumber back, and we'll go, this is issue 1,000, you know, instead of... Batman 75 or whatever it is um, it's it's really it's frustrating as a collector it's frustrating as a reader because it, part of the reason why people buy comics is to collect them right it's it's kind of the 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 kitsch of that whole thing it's hard to know what you got you know which okay for example I'm just now getting into Savage Dragon right there was a mini series before there was a regular series so I'm missing issue 5 but am I missing issue 5 of the miniseries? Or am I missing issue 5 of the regular series? I don't know. I don't know. Because I haven't read them yet. So There's just too many. And with the prices being 5 bucks a piece, forget it. You know, i got to pick and choose. But speaking of comics, today's Comic Book Wednesday. And I did go get my comics. I only go to the comic store like once a month now. So, uh... But I did pick up some stuff, and I'll share them with you right now. I got Quick Stops Volume 2, Number 1, which is uh, it's a mini-series, done by Kevin Smith, and it takes place in the View Askew universe. So there's all sorts of stuff, uh, you know. Like this one, I think, covers the origin of Mubi. And there's, like, you know, little side stories in the View Askew universe. So if you like the Clerks and Kevin Smith movies, there's something for you. I got The Return of Superman 30th Anniversary. Now, last year they did a 30th anniversary of uh, the death of Superman, and I picked that up, and it was a good story. It basically took place many years later, and it was the same creative teams that did that run. And I was thumbing through this. I'm like, I don't need this, do I? And that, but it's the same creative teams coming back and doing mini stories all about The Return of Superman. So I'm like, all right, you got me. I'll spend $8 and get this damn thing. I got G.I. Joe number 302, which I guess is Larry Hama finishing the doing more scripts from back in the day. And uh, Image Comics is doing it, doing it now. I never read G.I. Joe comics growing up, but uh, I have a desire to. G.I. Joe wasn't my thing, but, I, you know, I want to fill in the gaps. So I picked up uh, the reprint of number one, and I picked up 301 last week, and I've got 302 now. I haven't read them yet, but I'm going to check it out. And, of course, I got my Spawn, 348, almost a 350. The reason why I read Spawn is because it hasn't ever been renumbered. And Todd McFarlane's pretty much come out and said, look, I'm never doing that. I'm never renumbering. I want to be, I want to keep going. So, that's good. But, yeah, I did pick up another miniseries. And I didn't want to. It was kind of in my box when I got it. Because uh, before there was a Batman 89 and a Superman 78 miniseries, which is basically comics that take place after those movies um and you know they, they were good i liked them it was great and it was you know the characters drawn in there looked like you know michael keaton christopher reeve and then etc cetera, etc cetera. 
so I guess now there's a new Batman 89 miniseries, and I guess there's a new Superman 78 miniseries. I didn't pick that one up, but I picked up the Batman 89 Echoes because I guess I had it on my pull list before, and they tossed it in my box, and I didn't have time to protest, and I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll pick it up and check it out. So those are the books I picked up today on New Comic Book Wednesday. Whew. And other comics uh, that I was interested in. I, I've been watching... Uh, circuitous route to the next discussion is um, Paul Jenkins uh, a, a comic book writer who's done lots of stuff he used to edit Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in the day he also wrote The Origin of Wolverine and a bunch of other stuff he did a run on Hellblazer comics now it made me think I used to read Hellblazer back in the day because when I got into DC Vertigo I was soaking up everything DC Vertigo especially anything by Garth Ennis and Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon did a couple trade books worth of run on Hellblazer, and I needed more Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon. So I picked up a couple of Hellblazer trades, Tainted Love, and then another one, Rake at the Gates of Hell, I think. And I got them over here on the, on the shelf. And I started picking up Hellblazer early in the 2000s, back when Brian Azzarello used to write it. And uh, I can't remember what issues they were, and Guy Davis drew a couple that I had. Um, but then I, I fell off. And so it got me thinking, you know, I should go check out the rest of Hellblazer. Is it still going? So I looked, and it, the, the, this, the main series ended at issue 300 around 2013. Okay. But now they they're rebooted it, and they did some miniseries, and they rebooted it. So <laughs> I could keep going, but nah. I'm just going to try to get the old trades and read the whole story. And I'll be happy with that. The 300 story, issues, and it's done. So... Hellblazer is on my radar to pick up next time I have some money and I want to spend it on Amazon. Another thing I really want, and I've been looking for this actively and I can't find them, is Tomb of Dracula. Um, I picked up a reprint of issue one last year or the year before that, and um, I really loved it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I really loved it. And... Um, so I know they did omnibuses. They did two omnibuses, which collected the whole thing. I think it's only like 70 issues. And then there were some issues of Werewolf by Night that the character was in and whatnot. So it would uh, it'd be cool if you know I got those omnibuses. But omnibuses, they're heavy. They're thick. There's simple trades, but the trades are out of print. And you got to get, I don't know, seven or eight or nine of them to get the whole thing. And uh, you know I tried to find them. On Amazon, they're not on there. I try to find them on eBay. They're commanding stupid money. And the single issues, forget it. They're the vintage comics. People, They're going to be jacked up in price. And I think one of them is even the first appearance of Blade. And that book alone's worth something a lot. It's worth a lot of something. So, I don't know. I guess i got to wait for them to reprint. I'm sure they'll reprint at some point, right? Or maybe I'll get lucky and I'll go to a Comic-Con and I'll find the Tomb of Dracula trades. But, yeah. That's where I'm at. Anyway, back to my point about Paul Jenkins. <clears throat> What's going on right now, and this is of interest to Star Trek fans, is a few years ago there was a fan film proposed and they did a crowdfunding campaign for it on Kickstarter. And uh, it raised quite a bit, like $1.5 It was called Prelude to Axanar. It was basically the... Um, a little movie about a character named Garth of Iz Izar, which was Captain Kirk's hero growing up. 
he was a starship captain who did badass things and the character himself was in an episode of the third season of star trek the original series uh, called um come on come on brain <laughs> whom gods destroy right i think that's what it's called anyway uh, the character later went insane and the, the episode takes place in an insane asylum so i'm still i'm, I'm second my guessing myself is it is it that i think that's the name of the episode and it's got uh, yvonne craig in a batwoman right or batgirl anyway um they were gonna do this movie and they raised a bunch of money and uh they they bought a bunch of stuff they were making sets and doing this whole thing and the script was written by bill hunt the guy that uh runs the digital com, and one of the uh workers on the on the project was Robert Byer Burnett who directed Free Enterprise and I love his stuff he's great um he's also an online pundit he's got the Burnett work on YouTube and he's also on the John Campia show he's I like I like the dude anyway there's this guy who's spearheading the whole thing his name was Alec Peters right and he wanted to play Garth of Azire Azire Izar in this in this movie I'm sorry I'm nerding deep here uh in this movie and um one by one, he kept falling out with everybody working on the project. He ended up moving away from California, moving to Georgia, and then claimed uh, all these other people did no work. And I paid them, and, and they asked for money, and they didn't get it. And you could kind of start seeing some patterns of this dude uh, being shady with all that money. And he hasn't produced, this was in 2015 when it was raised, all this money, and it's been, you know, what, eight years and the, the project still hasn't come out. Since then, CBS sued them and other people and basically made a decree saying, we own the rights to Star Trek. You can't make movies on our property. Before they, anybody can make a movie or a television show, you just couldn't make any money on it, right? So there's been fan films and fan shows like uh, Star Trek Phase 2, Star Trek New Voyages, uh, Star Trek... Uh, something else there's been a few and they're really good and sometimes original characters original actors will come back and play characters or new characters and they put a decree that that can't happen anymore and if you do make something fan film related it can't be longer than 15 minutes and you can't make money on it and blah 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 blah, blah. so that kind of put the kibosh on the orig original intended movie so originally now they were saying they were going to do two or three 15 minute sh shorts and tell the story that way okay but then this dude alec peters took off and has screwed people out of money and this paul jenkins at one point was hired on to direct and he did some work on the project i'm not exactly sure what but eventually left the project because it never got finished and then alec peters was bad mouthing him right saying he's a piece of crap he never did anything blah blah, blah. anyway he Alec Peters, his, his move now is to sue people. And um, he sues them in the state of Georgia, which they don't live in. They live in California. So uh, to do that, they have to hire lawyers in California and Atlanta and they end up having to pay all these lawyer fees for the, for the suit to get thrown out. Basically, he's doing it to make them people, the people that he hated through this project, pay a lot of money for no reason whatsoever. Robert Meyer Burnett said himself that he had to pay $50,000 in lawyer's fees 
to prevent himself from being completely sued, and the case was tossed, right? And now Paul Jenkins, the writer that I was talking about, is going through the same thing, and it's been like 100000 in legal fees. So now he's got a, a GoFundMe up to uh, try to really make a case and take this guy down because he's got inside info about where the money has been going, and he showed on a recent podcast uh, with the, the Burnett work some of the... Um, the financials of where this business account and where the money's been going. And it's like restaurants and um, various other things that are not probably film related. Right. So uh, this dude's shady. So anyway, that that's what got me thinking about Paul Jenkins and Hellblazer and whatnot. So there's, there's weird things afoot in nerddom, man. Comics, the comic stuff and the Star Trek fan films. And I don't know, man. You know, I'm just a simple caveman. What do you got to say? <sighs> All right. Circling back to the beginning, talking about the health thing. I've been having these dizzy spells thanks to the Wellbutrin. I can't watch video games anymore. I can't um, uh, watch certain YouTubers that f- walk around conventions or something, let's say. I get really dizzy. I get motion sickness. I've always had motion sickness, but it's not been as bad until recently when I started taking these pills. And so I called my doctor, like, hey, I'm having dizzy spells and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, cut down. So now i got to cut down. So we'll see how that affects me. But hopefully I can stay the way I'm at because I'm still doing, doing really good on it. So, Oh, boy. I think I'm talked out. <clears throat> are, you, are you bored with all the nerddoms? <laughs> I wanted to touch base with everybody before the holiday because... I, I downloaded the uh, analytics of the recent episodes, and you guys are there. You're still listening to this, and I want to say thank you. I really appreciate that. I, I, I love you all. Thank you. Um, I'm busy working on new pages. I'm doing stuff for the uh, next Pleasant Life. I just penciled the first page of issue five. That's right, issue five. I'm that far ahead. And then uh, some new stuff for Confessions. It's on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Adam Tally. Check that out. And uh, look for the Kickstarters for Pleasant Life Issues 2 and 3 sometime next year, probably after the first quarter or during late, late in the first quarter. That'll happen. So thanks for your patience on that. I know I left Issue 1 on a cliffhanger. you got to find out what Morton's building in his basement. Well, you're going to find out. Believe me. And it's all related to everything I just talked about. With the Alec Peters thing. There's a hint. There's a hint for you. Anyway. Thanks a lot for listening everybody. I really appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good holiday weekend. Be safe. If it snows, don't go out in it. (laughs) Especially on I-94 in Michigan. And um, peace and love. Take care of yourselves. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.